0: On this episode of The Conversation Piece, we present the new AI for Social Good podcast. A new podcast made possible by Google and produced by the Walrus Lab. On the podcast, experts from various industries explore the rapidly changing phenomenon of AI. They tackle the difficult questions surrounding it and present us with different ways to face today's most pressing challenges. Welcome to AI for Social Good. It used to be that academics were the agents of intelligence. They provided the research, they were the specialists, and they published the studies that would be used to push society forward. Today, intelligence has an added layer of data and computing power, and AI, a still emerging technology, poses opportunities and risks. It's up to the companies that are working with it and the AI ecosystem to ensure it's being developed responsibly and put to good use. Welcome to AI for Social Good, a new podcast made possible by Google, produced by the Walrus Lab. I'm Emma Mackenzie Hillier. Many critics say that ethics around the development of AI need to be at the forefront of the conversation. Navneet Alang is the tech columnist at the Toronto Star. Here is Navneet speaking at the Walrus Talks Artificial Intelligence in Toronto.
1: Good evening. Uh, I am uh, Navneet Alang. I am a writer and educator based here in Toronto. Um, And for the past 15 years or so, I have written about technology for a variety of publications. Um, And when I started out writing about technology, I was quite optimistic. Um, And for reasons that I will explain later, and perhaps reasons that you can guess yourself, I'm slightly less optimistic than I used to be. And so I have taken it upon myself to be the skeptic today. And and, uh, I am going to be the wet blanket at the end (laughs) of this event. Um, It is okay; I am used to being unpopular. Um, So there are three things that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, They are the narrative of progress, Uh, some of the limits of AI as it currently exists, and I also wanted to maybe engage the slightly philosophical question of, what is intelligence? So I wanted to start by returning to the 1990s. I'd like you to cast your memory back to the 1990s. I was wearing a lot of plaid. Uh, I had absolutely ridiculous facial hair. Um, I was listening to a lot of Tool and Rage Against the Machine. If you're old like me, you remember these things. And at the time, there was this thing that people were talking about called the information superhighway, which, of course, became the internet. Um, and what we were told about the internet was that it was going to be this incredibly revolutionary thing. We were going to become connected. We were going to, going to become informed. Um, uh, life as we knew it was going to change. Now, obviously, the internet has has, uh, has sort of instigated profound change. There have been enormous benefits to it. But this idea that the internet was this sort of un, sort of unproblematic good obviously didn't hold, right? So now that we exist in the 2020s, we know that the internet, in addition to all of its many beneficial qualities, has also instituted uh, a number of negative qualities. Which is to say, there's misinformation, there's increased polarization, uh, there's questions of distraction, the effect of technology on our psychology, et cetera, et cetera. And so what we are hearing currently about artificial intelligence tends to mimic that sort of utopian vision of um, the internet, right? So artificial intelligence is here. It's going to change everything. Everything is going to be better. Um, And what I would like to suggest is that perhaps we should be a little bit skeptical when uh, the technology industry says we are here to make everything better. Um, One of the things that... Okay. um, People like wet blankets, apparently. One of the things that proponents of AI uh, have talked about, and it sounds slightly paradoxical to say someone like Sam Altman of OpenAI has has talked about the risk of AI um, resulting in human extinction, extinction, which sounds obviously very terrifying. Um, It's worth keeping in mind, I think, that there are a few ways to, to more effectively market how incredible and how powerful and how wonderful your new technology is by saying it's so good, it might accidentally kill us all. Right? Um, so the first thing that I would like to say is that narratives of progress should always be be viewed with a, a, a little bit of suspicion. Uh, the other thing that I then wanted to, to then move to, obviously it's clear that AI uh, has, is going to have some beneficial consequences, right? Obviously there are positive things, right? So for example, some of the things that Devon and Craig and, and among others have mentioned, um, are, are going to be very impressive. So when I first got uh, access to ChatGPT, I did what any reasonable, intelligent, educated person would do. Uh, I asked it to write a limerick about pizza. Um, why did I do that? I could have been hungry, I don't, I don't exactly know. Um, and the limerick that it produced was actually kind of good. It was sort of interesting. Um, just recently, my partner and I were, were sitting down looking out over Lake Ontario. I asked GPT to write a poem about, you know, casting your gaze out onto a lake. It was actually reasonably good, as, as poems go. Um, The reason that artificial intelligence, or at least what we currently call artificial intelligence, is good at that kind of thing is because it functions on something called LLMs, right? large language models. Um, And what those are good at are recognizing patterns within language, the context within which words appear, and then reproducing that uh, information um, in a sort of contextually appropriate fashion. Then, uh, keeping that in mind, what I recently did as a writer, being a complete raging narcissist, we all are, um, I asked it to write a biography of of me. Um, And uh, reading that biography of of, of myself, what I learned is, is that I was born in India, uh, that I went to Concordia University. Uh, I have been published in the New York Times, um, and, and I quote, his work serves as a guiding light for individuals seeking to navigate the evolving landscape of technology. Uh, unfortunately, none of that is true. Uh, I, I was not born in India, I have, uh, I have regrettably not been published in the New York Times, uh, and as far as I know, I am not a guiding light to anyone. Anyway. Um, so, the, the second point that I would like to emphasize is that what we currently call AI has some uh, serious flaws, and that is that they will get better over time. Accuracy will improve over time. Um, but what we currently call AI, I don't think you can say in any reasonable sense, is intelligence, right? It isn't, it isn't producing knowledge, what it is producing is language, right? The last thing that I just kind of wanted to mention just before I end is this question of intelligence. So if you talk to, uh, or rather if you listen to some of the sort of most prominent proponents of AI, one of the the reasons that they are so optimistic is that AI has improved exponentially over the past uh, few years, but particularly within the past year or so. And they will uh, refer to the idea that in intelligence, the, the, the uh, comparative intelligence of these, these systems is also going to prove, improve exponentially. Um, and I think it's worth kind of taking a beat to think about what that means. What would it mean for something to be 10 times or 100 times or 1,000 times more intelligent than another thing, right? Um, what I think those kinds of um, things assume is that Uh, The problems that we are facing in society are a result of a lack of intelligence. And so we recently had an election here in Toronto. Uh, It was an election that was uh, predicated on, or or rather was contested on a number of issues like the housing crisis, affordability, et cetera, et cetera. The idea that AI is going to fix all of those problems assumes that what we are lacking is intelligence. But what we are lacking in in, in regards to those issues is not intelligence. It is political will. It is consensus. It is resources. It is a number of things. And so I think it's worth um, pushing back on the idea that what we actually need is more intelligence. And so I just wanted to end off just by saying that I am someone who has dedicated a lot of his life to technology. I, I, I believe profoundly that technology um, can uh, fundamentally and, and, and quite significantly alter the world. But what I also believe is that it isn't technology, ultimately, that does the changing. That task is uh, inevitably uh, up to us. And that is it. Thank you.
0: Navneet Lange is the tech columnist at the Toronto Star. He was speaking at the Walrus Talks Artificial Intelligence. To hear more of these talks, subscribe to AI for Social Good on your favourite podcast platform. You can register for upcoming events online or at a city near you by visiting thewalrus.ca slash events.